are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of Late Hit Pro Football Radio with Matt and Tyler. We're going to be discussing this past weekend's draft and our favorite picks, and then we're going to go over some hot button issues from around the league since we saw you guys last week. Uh, but let's just do a quick recap of the 2023 draft. Um, Matt, who do you who was your favorite pick in this draft? Um, definitely the. I'd have to go with the Texans. They are they really seem to to win this year's. I know Eagles had a close one, but uh, win this year's draft in my opinion. Uh, going with Stroud and then and then what did you trade trade up they to third up to get the, uh, and get right Will after. Anderson? Yeah, that was nobody was expecting, it, and I guarantee that was probably on probably none, no draft boards out there. So they really, uh, they really did something I didn't expect the Texans to do, and that was awesome. They uh, got super aggressive, and that's what you got to do, especially in the position they were without two of those major positions. They just said, "Fuck it," you know. <laughs> they grew up yeah. here, and they fucking jumped right in. I don't really ever remember any team having. Two of the first three picks in the, yeah. in the NFL draft, so they uh, definitely got the one of the best quarterbacks, and they definitely got the best defensive player in the draft. So, right. you know, they're the GM for the Texans and the, that front office really did a good job of, you know, trading up to get another pick because they, I think, they won the first round at least, if not the uh, entire draft. But yeah, I agree with you. I think the Eagles had a pretty decent draft as well. Um, getting two first round picks and um, trading up to get Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia, I think was big for them. Um, But they just keep building their defense. And for some reason they keep drafting players from Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were uh, commenting on that on, I think on Twitter where they were saying the Philadelphia Bulldogs or the, the, the Georgia Eagles or whatever they're making mockery of. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the Eagles saw the Georgia win the last two national titles and thought to themselves, "Well, we might as well Got get a hard player on. on their defense." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I like we we talked about before. I mean, I'm not really too big on Jalen Carter, but I think it was a good pick for them at the time. I don't know if they necessarily needed to move up one spot to get him because I don't know if the Bears yeah. were going to take him or not. I think they were probably thinking offensive line that whole time. Um, but they did trade up to get him, and it was a pretty ballsy move. Yeah, I think they had a uh, – they, they gave up a fourth round or something for – Yeah. To move up one spot. I forget. It wasn't that big of a give up. No. But, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, just to move up one spot, I think the Bears were like, okay, yeah, we'll take that because we're yeah. not going to go after that guy anyway. So Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure he was on their draft board, but I, I almost positive that they were probably looking at offensive line to keep Justin Fields upright this next upcoming season. So, um, but yeah. yeah, they there was a, a few good picks. Uh, one of my favorites was offensive lineman Paris Johnson Jr. to the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I think he's one of my favorite offensive linemen in this draft. Um, but yeah, and then I really like the the first pick of the second round, Joey Porter Jr. Going to Pittsburgh. I know. Getting drafted by yeah. his dad's team. I wanted him cool. so bad. Yeah. And and I was shocked that Will Levis did not go in the first round. I did not see yeah, that, that was coming a, at all. What do you think that was? Well, why, why do you think that was? 
I don't know. I just think, I mean, a lot of teams had him high on their draft boards, but I think at the same time, a lot of teams were questioning his, you know, jump to the NFL that next level because there were quite a few, you know, draft scouts and, you know, analysts and stuff out there saying, um, you know, he was definitely the fourth quarterback behind, uh, you know, the top three that got drafted in the top five. Um, and honestly, I think if Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker was healthy, if he didn't have the ACL issue, I think he probably would have went ahead of Will Levis as well. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not sure <laughs> why the Titans drafted him. You know, they have Ryan Tannehill, and then they spent a third-round pick last year on Malik Willis. So to get another quarterback, it's just – I think it was just there. I think yeah. it was just there, and it's like, they, they oh, wow, to, we have they this. They traded up to get him. Yeah, but they seen, yeah, into the second round, you know, the bottom, yeah. uh, the first of the second round. But I think they seen him fall that far, and they and they might have, you know, he's he's a super. He's just I think one of his reasons is he's doesn't look like your traditional quarterback, slender, you know, just a slender. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Just this guy is completely jacked, and yeah. um, he's. I don't know, maybe a little too jacked for a quarterback, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but he just—he's just not your average-looking quarterback. And also, I see a side of immaturity with him. Uh, I, do I don't too. know if that has to do with it, but you can even just see it on the on the draft show. I don't know which one you were watching, but uh, it just came off like uh, maybe that maybe teams felt he had too much too much growing to do. Yeah, and I, I get that. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson, the kid from Florida yeah. that the Colts took. I yep. mean, he's really only had one year as a starter, you know. So, and I mean, his his stats weren't that great, but just looking at his combine and his pro day and the, the throws he right. was making, he's got like he's got a really huge arm, um, and I think he's gonna be a really good, solid quarterback for the Colts, but. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, like I said, he really only had one year as a starter at Florida. So, I mean, he's really going to have to, you know, step his game up. It's a huge transition for him. Um, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, they got Gardner Minshew, who they can throw in and start, you know, for a little bit if uh, he needs to, you know, acclimate himself to the NFL and get used to things and stuff. So, Uh, but yeah, he was one of my favorite picks too. Um, And I'm, shocked that you know these three quarterbacks were taken within the first four picks i mean we knew yeah. we knew pick one and two were going to be quarterbacks to the panthers and the texans you know yeah we, i just had them flip-flopped i had cj stroud going first and then bryce young going second so um yeah. but i think i think bryce <laughs> you saw the picture i sent you of him behind the podium bryce young yeah <laughs> yeah just uh, it over. <laughs> i seen a quote him saying well i can't get any taller or I can't yeah. grill or whatever. Yeah. Uh, was the media on him? I didn't watch any of that. Uh, was the media on him about his height? Like, to, oh, they like have ask been. Him if, asking him. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't watch yeah. much on him. I, you know, he's what, 5'10? Yeah, he's yeah, 5'10, 5'11, something like that. Like yeah, like, like, I didn't expect him to go first either. I thought it was going to be flip flopped. Like, you would, I think you would take uh, Shroud over him. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just don't like the height of that. Um, some people don't 
think that's an issue, but like we've talked about before, there's very few quarterbacks, I think, that have been ex- extremely successful um, yeah. below six six foot. The biggest shock, I think, in this whole first round of the draft was the Lions taking a running back. Uh, I yeah. was I was surprised when they, they took a running back. But we'll get here shortly into the, the trade for DeAndre Swift. But, I mean, there's so many, there were so many other positions that they could have filled at that spot in the first <laughs> round, and they wasted it on a running back. And Did they not learn anything watching? You know, that was just like Lions, like old Lions. I thought they yeah. were improving. And did they not learn anything by just watching the last couple seasons? Running backs are almost – a dime or dozen. It's like that's why everyone was talking about Bijan. It's like, yeah, he looks incredible and everything, but I hate to say it, it's I just I'm just not giving up that for a running back. No, you know what that, I mean? the, I, the, in the Falcons too, like they, they had so many other positions they could have addressed, and they went with Bijan. Yeah, you definitely the Falcons. It's Falcons is like a team. They're always a team that has to go for like the the guy that's like. All over the new, like they don't do any research or anything. They're just like the guy that sits at home and sees Sports Center, and they're talking about Bijan every five seconds. And then yeah. Falcons are like, "I want that fucking dude." <laughs> yeah, you I, mean, know what I mean, they they don't really have a quarterback. The best quarterback <laughs> on their roster is Taylor Heineke. They have, but have no easily other, got one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, they have no other weapons on offense. Their defense, besides the the Jeff Okuda trade they made with the Lions, you know, last week, but you know they don't really have any other weapons or anything and then you draft right. a rookie running back behind no offensive line like i mean i hate to say it because i like Bijan. i think he's a great football player but you know his career right now at this point is destined to be doomed because of the the position he went to in atlanta yeah no yeah i get that yeah i'm with you on that one i i don't know what they were thinking uh they're they're not a very good drafting team it's like they almost always take a wide receiver or a usually a wide receiver in the first round. That's what it seems like every year. And I was expecting it this year too. Who did yeah. they take last year? It was uh, I don't even remember. Uh, it was a wide receiver, wasn't it? I'm and then it was sure. Calvin Ridley. And he's gone to the Jaguars now. Then he's going to the Jaguars. It just seems like uh, they always take a, like just a, I don't know, just a random position instead of somewhere. Like they just let Matt Ryan expire on that team for how long. Yeah. Without drafting his replacement, and now look where they're at. Yeah, that's and then, such poor, poor drafting and general management. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're. I mean, I guess they're going to plan to ride with Taylor Heineke into this season too. They gave him the money, so yeah, I, they gave I, him the I money, guess. and I mean, but you know, they definitely could have addressed that position. Um, and uh, Will Levis was the best option available at that time, and. You know they could have traded up to get Richardson, maybe, but you know with what they what they have to, you know, to fill position wise, I just don't think right. taking a running back <laughs> with no one else to help him was the best choice for them. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's going to be the same situation, but worst management, like the Giants. You know what I mean? Yeah, they had a pretty decent draft, I think, too. I really like that offensive lineman that they took in the, the second round. No, um, I mean just uh, Saquon and nobody else. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, it's I just mean, like I, that's going to be the, a Bijan. He's going to be he, – that's who actually he's he's compared to. Yeah. A Saquon. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be the same situation. <laughs> just yeah. running around and getting hurt because he's got no nobody. 
Yeah, I mean, at least he had a decent, somewhat decent offensive line in in the New York with the Giants behind our they want to run behind, but like the Falcons, they have no one. I mean, I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. He was probably the, looking at their draft board. He was the best available player, but you could have utilized that pick in so many other positions. I don't think he was the best available, though. I, I just think I think best available for your for your team. As he know, wasn't, he, yeah, he wasn't the best available for your team necessarily. Yeah. But he, he was probably the best available overall at the time. Probably, yeah. probably skill, you know, talent wise, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like last week when I say I like that draft style of best available, um, we kind of <laughs> determined it should be kind of quoted or said best available for your team. That's right. more. That's yeah. more specific of a better way to draft. You know what I mean? You're not like right. you said. You're not going to draft a quarterback. When you got uh, you just yeah, you got like Patrick, <laughs> just like you said there, yeah. So yeah. better way to word it is best available for your team. And Falcons must have heard our last week's episode and just thought, oh, you know, maybe we should go with the best available. I like Matt's suggestion there. Yeah, their front office was definitely listening to us. Last <laughs> it week. wouldn't surprise me when they're yeah. fucking front office. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting their 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 draft analysis from podcasts and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah but yeah i was this i watched the entire first round i even spent i watched the second and most of the third round and then saturday i spent some time watching the rest of it um but yeah they uh the this year's draft was pretty good you know the first round especially that like we just talked about that trade up for the texans like i was shocked when i saw that you know Mm -hmm. and you know there was just there was a lot of trades, you know, a lot of good things happening in the draft. I thought, you know, this is one of the more exciting ones that I've seen in recent years. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, uh, seems like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, I feel like every team since seeing the Rams and Eagles almost do it twice, um, recently and just other teams like Tampa Bay with Tom Brady just get super aggressive. I feel like it's, transitioning the entire league to just grow a pair and fucking start investing in these in top talent on your roster and uh just being playing aggressive you know what i mean you don't you don't you don't win um doing what uh the bears and the lions and all those guys do every year and it's just that's it's a pattern i mean look at the teams uh rams could i don't think rams did very much to be honest, um, no. but uh, they're kind of, I don't know, they're kind of in a slump now because of being so aggressive the last couple of years, the, um, which is going to hit you, but you think they regret it? They just won a Super Bowl. Well, not only yeah, not only that, but like they haven't really had any high draft picks because of like trades. That, like be, they, yeah. The Matt Stafford trade, the Jalen Ramsey trade, like they got rid of a lot being of first round picks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it did win them a Super Bowl two years ago, but now. Look at what happened last year. They it's had, okay. I mean, I, I would yeah. rather be in, if it was my Cowboys. I would just be like, I'm just glad that I've, we finally fucking won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. mean? Uh, you can't win a Super Bowl every five within every five years. It's just not right. going to happen. Yeah, and you know, like we said, they won the Super Bowl two years ago, but last year they didn't really do anything. But like a team like the Eagles who have, are doing it, and they didn't win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. you can, there's is there a a a, a point. And that you're too aggressive. I don't know. 
I don't know. think so. <laughs> I but like either. the way Howie Roseman runs that. As much as I cannot stand the organization, I love the way Howie Roseman uh, runs that organization. He doesn't give a shit about cap space. He he knows how to maneuver it, which most you know GMs do. I can't like Dallas is pretty good at maneuvering, pushing around money and stuff, but they don't play nearly as aggressive as Eagles, and that's one that that's completely what contributes contributes to their success lately is Howie Roseman just flipped the script and started playing super aggressive and they have a chance to try to get there again to this year. I mean, they did awesome in the draft, like we said, and they kept a lot of key pieces. They lost some, but they seemed like they kind of filled the gap in um, pretty well. So, and there's yeah. still a lot of off season time yet and a lot of free agents. So, yeah, I mean, like we, we discussed this, you know, through text and stuff, but the Eagles definitely on paper, have the best team. So oh, yep, hands down. If that's, this is what I'm talking about being too aggressive. Like if, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year or next year, you know, within the next year or two, because of the talent that they have on that roster right now, yeah, you know, it goes to show like sometimes being that aggressive doesn't help. I think right now I would say next season, they have to win the Super Bowl this year. They have, they have to this year, I believe. Yeah. 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 2023, they have to win the Super Bowl. I mean, what else can if if they wouldn't happen to win the Super Bowl this coming year? What else can you say? Like, it's not going to be because of you know roster. Yeah. You know, they they definitely have the best roster on paper right now. Um, so I mean, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I don't know. They 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 almost have to <laughs> because yeah, of they, what have they have to this year, but. Yeah, but it also it's still giving them the best position and chance to win. You know what I mean, they're gonna. It is, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And they, they probably were, have like a ninety percent chance of making the playoffs this, this right, year yeah. already, and we're in, we're in beginning of May. You know what yeah. I mean? I I can agree with any any kind of uh, projection that says Eagles are most likely going to uh, win the division. Possibly, you know, Dallas is still a stacked team in that division, and they as much as they didn't get flashy picks, they've gotten the right picks for their team. They got the best available. They, I don't think they were going to go tight end before they got jumped by the Steelers. I think it was the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that that was their pick. Um, I watched a couple videos of them in the war room and that was their pick. And I honestly think that was probably their best pick because our run defense is terrible. And now that I kind of feel like they had a nudge that, Doubt our Eagles were going to pick up Swift. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with Jalen. So what was their best choice going in the first round? Picking the best run stopper in the draft. Available in the draft. I think he was overall in the draft the best run stopper. And uh, as far as interior linemen, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so I think it was the right move and a lot of people bashed him for it, but we've seen this before, a lot of people bash him for Micah as well. Um, yeah, but back to my thing, it's, I see that da- our, uh, Dallas being competitive too, but I think Eagles have this slight edge just because they have so much talent and now they have that playoff experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, even though Dallas plays well against Eagles every year, I think Eagles have a real chance to be, to break the curse of back to back. NFC championships because that's like a weird thing. I don't know yeah. if you follow that stuff, yeah. but there's like never there hasn't been a repeat since like mid like 
was like 2007 or something, something stupid. Like, don't quote me on the same year, on the right year, but somewhere around there, like the beginning of the Tony Romo era, there hasn't been a repeat NFC championship, NFC championship. And yeah. uh, I think that Eagles have a serious uh, chance to break that curse this year and actually win it again. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see a similar play out of the NFC East like we did last year. Yeah. Like we're gonna, Eagles, you know, then Dallas, Giants, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think the Eagles are definitely are poised to. But you know, it's always that pesky Patrick Mahomes and those Chiefs. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter who they have on their roster as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. I think they're <laughs> uh, always Super Bowl favorites. Um, and then him and if you put Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on the field by themselves against a team, they'd probably win. So <laughs> just, just no, just, just no offensive yeah, line or those, any, those any two, other point. Yeah, just those, those two against an entire eleven-man defense. It. Yeah, and Travis, you could put Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. There's just those two on the field by themselves. And eleven guys on defense, and Travis Kelsey is still going to be open. <laughs> I and we don't know how because you're no, watching me. Just does I, the uh, same thing as any other tight end. He yeah, just I have no runs a how. little runs a little inside route and just turns around and Patrick Mahomes yeah. just gets it right to he's, him quickly. He's he's like a magician. He just appears wide open in the middle of the field, and the Patrick Mahomes finds him. It is very strange. Those two have a uh, like a. It's quite the chemistry. Yeah, like a, I don't know how you say it, but like a, some kind of chemistry where they don't uh, have to talk to each other and they just no, know where each other is. Yeah, they know. Te- yeah, I want to almost said telekinesis, but I don't think that's the <laughs> yeah. word. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've recapped the 2023 NFL draft, let's get into some hot button issues from around the league since last week. The biggest thing since we talked to you guys last is going to be Lamar Jackson finally signed a deal with the Baltimore Ravens and he signed a five year, $260 million deal. 185 million of that is guaranteed. Is he worth this kind of money? Absolutely. No, definitely not. I don't think so either. <laughs> no, this, this, was bigger than, this was bigger than Jalen's deal. Jaylen yeah. By, deal. by a million average per year. Yeah. So, you know, he's crying like, I'm going to be the richest. You know, I, yeah. And I, I give him major props, though, for getting it done without an agent. Because we, yeah. ba- we both bashed him for that, and he has not <laughs> to give up percentage now. And yeah. if that even matters when you have that much money, I don't know. But uh, uh, I give him props on that end of it. But Ravens, why did you crumble on that guy? I would have rather seen you go a year with Huntley than crumble for him. He's He doesn't. I think he showed he doesn't really make the team that much better. Um, in my opinion, it's just I think you could do the same thing with Huntley and a good running back. You know what I mean? A good, solid running back. Uh, maybe not Huntley. Somebody with a better arm and then a good, solid running back. But I, I just don't think he makes the team that much better, better to yeah. – to, 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 um, I know it's next man up, though. That's what I keep trying right. to tell myself. It's like, okay, he's the next man up, but you, the next man up doesn't always have to be the most, uh, you know, paid. paid uh, yeah. Like Jalen shouldn't have gotten anywhere near there either for for right. one year performance. No way in hell. Uh, and uh, at least, at least, you could say Lamar had at least an MVP season, but. Yeah, which is a, which is an actual individual stat, not a yeah. Super Bowl. That's definitely yeah. not an individual stat when you have the best yeah. team in the league. Yeah, but uh, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I mean, I agree with you. Uh, since Lamar Jackson's MVP year, which definitely his best year, and he looked like, you know, that year he deserved a contract like this. But since that MVP season, we've seen him slowly decline. You know, this past year definitely was his worst year in the league. Now I know he's he was injured and he missed the last four or five games of the season. But, you know, even before that injury, we saw him make costly mistakes. We saw him, you know, not run like he's been running in previous years. You know, he's not as accurate as a lot of people would like him to be. Now that could be the reason behind, you know, he didn't have any decent wide receivers uh, on the roster this year. But still, I mean, I think if you're going to get paid $260 million, you know, you should be able to perform regardless of what's around you, Um, you know, and I don't think he's worth this kind of money. And the biggest thing that I worry about is like deals like this with Lamar and the one we saw weeks ago with Jalen Hurts, like, other than Patrick Mahomes, I don't remember a quarterback ever getting a huge contract and then winning a Super Bowl or being as successful afterwards. Like yeah. You look, Almost you look at Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he got his huge deal. He he declined. I mean, yeah. we've seen you know guys like Drew Brees, he got a big deal. You know, at the time it was the biggest contract for a quarterback, and you know he never won another Super Bowl. You know, so well, I don't, I don't one. think you can just say Super Bowl though, because that's not an individual stat. Um, I, I think once you, I think a big part of that is once you pay these guys, you don't have the, you don't have the same talent around them because you can't afford it. Especially then when the salary cap wasn't as high, I just feel like the salary cap is just insane now. Um, it's allowing for this to happen, but uh, I, I agree with you though. In the standpoint where, um, if you're not, if you're looking outside of that, it hasn't really happened too often outside of Mahomes. Yeah, um, and I think because Mahomes stretched it out ten years, and I don't remember the, all of the numbers uh, sp- specifically, but it was a little bit more team friendly. It seemed at the beginning, Especially yeah, at the at the beginning, and it helped. Um, even though they didn't, they don't really don't need much talent around that guy, anyways. I mean, they don't really have that no. good of a team. Um, in yeah. my opinion, they have a average defense, a average defense with a good defensive line and uh, the best tight end in the league. And then obviously probably maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. That's going to go yeah. down. Um, that's all you need for them. So you can't really compare too much to them, but like Lamar, um, you're hundred percent right. Uh, I mean, listen to this. He's played five seasons, right? His MVP season, his record was thirteen and two, which doesn't matter for a quarterback. But he had thirty six passing touchdowns. That's pretty good. That is. You know what I mean? That, that's what that is. That's that's what I'm saying. Like that. His MVP year, I definitely like. If I don't think that's MVP though. Like that's that's good. If, like Mahomes if does that, that when in his sleep. Yeah, that's the season that Lamar won the MVP. I'm saying if right. if that if that season just happened last year, I can agree with this contract maybe. But yeah, because no, I agree. Because that because that was a few years ago, I don't see the contract being understandable or like worthy of it. Um, I mean, he only threw for thirty one hundred yards. Um, and he had sixty. The biggest thing I look at is really his like completion percentage was his attempts was at four hundred, and the completion percentage was at sixty six percent. That's that's pretty good. And then yeah. it just seems to decline. 
Um, obviously, he hasn't let that was at 15 games that year. He started 15 games on 2019 as MVP year. Then he goes to 64 completion percentage, which is still decent, uh, pretty good. Um, it's not great, uh, but then 26 touchdowns and 2,700 yards. And then 20, 2021, I think that was a Pro Bowl year. He got selected. Uh, seven and five season, uh, 64 completion and 2,800 yards. Same thing, but 10 less passing touchdowns. And I'm going off of passing touchdowns because in this podcast, we believe that you need to be able to pass the ball. <laughs> uh, and then uh, 2022, uh, last year, he played 12 games as well. So, you know, just take that in consideration. But he only has 62% completion percentage, 2,200 yards, and 17 touchdowns. So, I mean, uh, and he's he's thrown more interceptions. He's played, thrown, like, double the interceptions 2021. So, I don't even know how he made a Pro Bowl. I guess it was just a, a favorite pick or it might have been it a backup. Kind of, yeah. He might have been an alternate or something. Yeah, but uh, it, it's just you see a decline, a steady decline. And yeah. like you said, if – he goes from 83 QBR scale, one zero to 100. From 83 is MVP year, 67 to 50 to 59. And I don't think those numbers would have been that high at all if it wasn't for his run game because that counts as that as well. Right. So I, I I just agree with you 100%. I, don't, I would have never paid this guy. I think it just came down to what other option do we have for Ravens and that's what they agreed on. And it's just unfortunate if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be very upset. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I didn't look at the structure of this deal, but I would imagine it's team friendly at the beginning and then Lamar friendly towards the end, like Jalen's hurt, Jalen hurts deal. Cause I think Jalen's deal, he's not really accounting towards anything for the cap space this upcoming year. Um, but then there a lot of sign on. Oh, it was a lot of guaranteed money. Yeah, and sign on bonus. Most right? of it's bonuses. Yeah, but I think towards the end of his deal, like the fourth and fifth year, he's gonna get. Uh, he's gonna account towards a lot of the cap space um, for that year. But yeah, the Lamar deal. I mean, to me, which they can extend out then or right. decide what to do or part ways. Yeah, yeah keep go. But this this Lamar deal, like to me. Like you just read over his statistics. Like I, to me, anything under sixty-five percent completion percentage for a quarterback is just kind of unacceptable to me. Right. Unless I agree. Unless you're throwing like five thousand yards and forty touchdowns, like you should not have anything <laughs> lower than sixty-five percent. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, they kind of looked at the quarterback pool out there, the situation that they were going into. And kind of said to themselves, well, Lamar's already here and he's probably our best option at this point. So we might as well sign the guy to a deal. But I don't know. I mean, and I don't got, I have nothing against Lamar Jackson. I really like him. I think he's a good player and I wish him nothing but the best. But I just, it's hard to justify this contract once we, when we've seen what he's been able to do the last few years. Yeah. And I thought, honestly, that the relationship was like tainted, but I, I guess did not. too. Yeah. Yeah. They must have worked it out, but that doesn't always mean it's completely ironed out and there's not any uh, resentment or anything on either side. So we'll see how it plays right. out. We've seen yeah. the Kyler Murray thing, like closed doors <laughs> when the contract details got out where 
you know, he had to turn off the PlayStation at <laughs> 6 p.m. and do it's his like homework. Your, yeah, like your parents <laughs> knocking on your bedroom door and telling you lights out. <laughs> yeah. Once that came out, they restructured yeah. to Tom Dragway. Uh, you can't tell me that's not a sour relationship. He's just a little egotistical fucking right. midget. Yeah. No, not, I mean, he's 5'10", he's the same height as me, but yeah. for an NFL quarterback, yeah. I'm talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, if, yeah, if you have to tell your quarterback to study film instead of playing video games at home, I mean, it's probably not <laughs> a good idea. I've never heard of him. such a thing. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to give him $200 plus million. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, but yeah, I hope it works out for Lamar. Like I said, I really like him, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right, so the Lions and running back DeAndre Swift, he's headed to Philadelphia. Uh, the Lions are going to get – they got Phillies of seventh-round pick in last weekend's draft, which they used to take a North Carolina wide receiver, Antoine Green. And then they're also getting Phillies uh, fourth-rounder in 2025. And then Philly gets, obviously, DeAndre Swift, and they got the Lions seventh-round pick from last weekend's draft which they used to take uh, Texas defensive end Moro Ojama. Now, to me, personally looking at this, the Eagles definitely won this trade. I mean, DeAndre Swift is one hell of a running back, and only to only have to give up a fourth and a seventh-round pick for him, I think that's a pretty good deal for e- the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think like we talked about before, uh, you're not going to see too many like first, second rounds for these kind of guys. Um, even though they're probably like in theory kind of worth it. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, Swift is probably one of the better style of running backs in the league, in my opinion. Um, I do think he has a problem with the injury bug though. He always seems right. to miss a couple games a year. Um, such important games that my, uh, that my, uh, fantasy team needs, <laughs> uh, not bringing that up, but yeah. <laughs> Every goddamn year. Um, yeah. His stats, he's he's played 13 games, 13 games, and 14 games last year. So, I mean, he's missed what, three, three, and then three. He's missed at least three. He missed three games every year completely. Uh, he's yardage. He hasn't broke 617 yards, and... He has eight touchdowns his rookie season. So and he's not he's he's pretty good. He can he's he's in the he's in the mix with the passing games too. Uh passing game as well. Um he can go out and catch a ball, which you know makes him a fantasy um a good fantasy pickup. Uh he's three hundred and fifty yards, four hundred and fifty two yards, and three hundred and eighty nine yards in just receiving his first three years so all purpose yards you know he does get pretty close to a thousand um but he's he was at lions where you know they were also in the mix with two different running backs at the same time so he didn't he wasn't the bell cow uh by any means so if and that's kind of scary on my part uh that's the only thing i can think of that would be kind of scary he wasn't the bell cow and he still missed three games every year to due to injury um that's kind of scary because if you do increase his load, what does that mean? You know what right. I mean? I'm not, it's kind of uncertain. But outside of that, uh, I think it was awesome. And like you said, I think Eagles got a really good deal. And when he's on the field, he's a hell of a running back, hard to stop, and behind their offensive line um, that has a super talented run style line. Um, I mean, Travis, or 
Yeah, not Travis Kelsey. Jason uh, Kelsey. Jason, Jason Kelsey. Um, he's pretty quick on his feet. And he can get down the field and block for whatever running back you got behind him. He's incredible to watch in that aspect. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's dangerous. Yes, yeah, Swift is definitely going to have a larger role in yeah. Philadelphia than he did in Detroit because you know their backup running back is Gainwell, who you know is he's a decent running back, um, but he's definitely no Jamal Williams like he had in Detroit. Right. So. His his load's obviously going to be increased, um, which could potentially mean more injuries for him. Who knows? I think that's the biggest reason why Detroit got rid of him was because you know, I think like so you said, too. he hasn't played a full season in his career. So, but would you rather have Miles Sanders or DeAndre Swift? Like, who who would you rather have? I mean, we've seen Miles Sanders with some injury issues, and um, Miles Sanders comes along with the fumbling issues, and that was right. one of the reasons that Philly was kind of weary. I mean, you got to figure for a running back, if you fumble three times in a season, it's kind of an issue. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound like yeah. a lot, but no, yeah. since in the Pee Wee League you are taught to not fumble, you <laughs> go through the, the – the train of people standing on either side of you while people are trying to smack the ball out since you're a PB league. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should not be fumbling all, but maybe one fumble a season in the NFL, in my opinion, if, and that's, you know, that's just a boneheaded mistake and you just don't do it again. It's not like dropping the ball or anything as a receiver. That's much more, that's more talent involved. Dropping the ball is just basic football. Uh, Fumbling. I mean, but outside of that, um, I think Swift is the better. Um, even though Miles Sanders was behind Barkley and Penn State, and he's a Penn Stater, and I liked him, I think Swift has the more talent and more uh, a higher ceiling than um, Sanders, um, in my opinion. Uh, he'll fit in well there. My only question is, Jalen is – I mean, we've seen a little bit different, a trend a little bit different towards the end of the season in the playoffs for Jalen, yeah. but he's more of a run first quarterback. So right. it's kind of like if, as long as you don't pay a lot for your running backs, it's worth it. But once you start paying a lot for him, it's not really worth it because you have a quarterback that does the same thing a majority of the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's going to be his his Williams. Oh, really? It's gonna be, it's gonna be him and uh, Swift splitting yeah. the carries, you yeah. know. And you'll see Gainwell as well, and you'll see a little bit of a, uh, what's the little guy? Uh, oh, Boston Scott. Boston Scott, I like him. Yeah, uh, yeah I think. Now we talk, you want to talk about short players? <laughs> he is. He's a like five guy. four, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's guy. that's why he's a good. He's good. I think he's good at like the goal line and stuff, and where. Like well, he yeah, just if squeezes he, in if you, between. If you, have, if you have a four foot eight running back, <laughs> yeah. no one can see him behind the offensive line, so you don't know where the hell he's going. Nobody, dude. It's yeah. it's pretty incredible to watch him. It's like a uh, Sproles. Sproles is yeah. pretty short too, yeah, and it's, Sproles, that's yeah. who it reminds me of. But uh, I don't know why. I know that why they hold on to him, but I don't know why they don't utilize him more. But right. yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree. I think DeAndre Swift is a slight upgrade from Miles Sanders just because you said the fumbling issue that he had. Um, and DeAndre Swift is just a better all-around back. Um, so if he can stay healthy in Philadelphia, he can definitely be a huge asset to them. Um, but he's obviously he's a big run game, you know, 
he's a good position for them in the run game, but he's also, you know, a good running back to check it down to for Jalen Hurts. So he's kind of a, a little bit of a security blanket for Jalen Hurts too in the passing game as well. So I like this trade. I think it's an upgrade for them. Um, and if he can stay healthy, he's going to be one hell of a player for this team. Right. All right. So the Packers and Jordan Love already have agreed to a contract extension. Uh, they agreed to one year deal with uh, Jordan Love worth two or twenty two point five million. Thirteen and a half million of that is guaranteed. Do you think it's smart to give a guy who only has one NFL start a contract extension? <laughs> <laughs> What was the rush? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't understand it right away. I thought <laughs> I didn't think it was a joke or anything, but I just thought like, I don't know. Did you want to see a little bit more than I, I would just, like to see? He's only had one start. I would like to see a full season out of him before I make a decision. I mean, and really, I mean, compared to the other contracts, the quarterbacks are getting this offseason. It's really not that much money. Uh, it's only $22.5 million compared to the $50 million everybody else is getting per year. So, I mean, and if you look at it too, his fifth-year option, if they pick it up it, before this extension, would have been like $20 million. So they're right. giving him a, a couple million more for with an, on an extension over what his uh, fifth-year option would have been had they picked it up. So, I mean, I think that's why they did it, so they could lock him down for that fifth year. But, I mean, <laughs> I just don't see giving someone a – extension that's never started more than one game in their career (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm with you on that one i'm not i was kind of shocked to see it but i have no idea where they were going with that and there might be some kind of backstory to it but i just i don't know i don't really know how to i feel i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this jordan love situation is like someone it's like a relationship that ended and you're walking around with your new boyfriend or girlfriend and trying to show them off to your ex, trying to make you, them jealous. Do you think it was, do you think it was a shot at Aaron? Like, uh, I mean, I it's not I, any kind of crazy I, I feel, money. I feel like everything that they're doing is a shot at Aaron Rodgers. For some reason, I feel like they're just trying to piss him off. Right. And, Cause the, the Jordan love thing, like, and they didn't really give Aaron Rodgers any help in the draft the last few years he's been there. So, and they've been kind of just forcing him out of green Bay. And now that he's gone, you know, they give Jordan love an extension without having any playing time really. Um, But yeah, I I just feel like they're just trying to do anything they can to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I don't get it other than last year. I mean, he's been a pretty decent quarterback for you the last 17, 18 years. So I don't know what the hell, why they're trying to piss him off so much. It's just a petty situation on both yeah. sides. It's just, yeah. it, it was just bad blood at the end. And I don't know. I, just... mean, I, I don't know. I, and Aaron, I've seen Aaron Rodgers already OTAs and stuff like that with the Jets. And he just looks weird wearing number eight. Yeah. Yeah. I agree there. When you oh, see a guy. Does somebody have 12 there? Uh, well, so 12 was retired for Joe Namath. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but I Joe, did hear that he, he said Joe he Namath was going to give him a blessing. But yeah, he I yeah. guess Aaron Rodgers wanted to wear number eight because it was his number in college. That's respectful though. If yeah. Joe Namath, you know, if, once you retire a number, that's it. You yeah. can't. I'm actually shocked that he didn't do it, but uh, you can't be that arrogant to be like, oh, yeah, I know, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I like the number eight, uh, and I think he looks good in it, but it just looks weird after seeing him wear number 12 for 18 years. Yeah. And then speaking of the Jets, they signed another one of Aaron Rodgers, former pals. Uh, they agreed to a one-year deal with former Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. So I think I think Aaron Rodgers got his whole crew there now. Yeah, no, it's it's getting a little out of hand. <laughs> just, just how, how many more wide receivers can this team sign? I heard Greg Jennings is coming back to play for the Jets. <laughs> Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, they're just bringing all of them back. Yeah. Uh, this team, I think this team has like 37 wide receivers on their roster right now. <laughs> they just keep signing wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers wants. What if are they all going to be active? What if somebody, what other position gets hurt? Yeah, all, their whole offensive line is just going to be backup wide receivers. <laughs> backup wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Two linemen go down and they're fucked. Uh, if fucking, their center goes down and Randall Cobb comes in and starts snapping the ball. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It, Jets are giving him whatever he wants. I know. It's, it's, it's just like Aaron Rodgers is the GM already, and that's why yeah. he chose this team. You can't tell me that's why he didn't choose it. No, I think he definitely has a say in what's going on there. I mean, oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's not like smart moves like Tom Brady was moving, making. It's just like – Random. I'm going to bring back every wide receiver I've ever had in my entire life that still yeah, wants to play. It's it's like Randall Cobb texted him and like, "Hey, buddy, I need a job." And Aaron Rodgers is like, "Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, fam, I got you." I know you haven't been the same for at least the last five years, yeah. but I got you, fam. You'll even be a starter there. I promise you. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I, I can agree with the Jets signing Lazard. I think he's definitely, you know, got a lot of talent but the randall cobb signing like i just don't get because i think he's been in the league what like 15 years now and he <laughs> yeah. just declined the last few years i mean i i didn't necessarily agree with the packers bringing him back last year because i didn't think yeah. he was worth it but now the jets are signing him again i don't know we'll see how he's it one goes. of those guys that's not going to give you a lot of plays but he'll still give you a clutch play every once in a while oh yeah he's he's definitely got like two touchdowns in him this season but <laughs> and that's for two plays. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the like, only two plays yeah. he's playing. Two, two play. It's like red zone touchdowns. He's not running eighty yards down the field. You know, he's got he's got enough <laughs> no. juice, juice in the tank for like a two yard slant. Pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just running a slant within the five yards, getting a touchdown. And that's it for him. But yeah, I mean, that's, I I thought it was a joke at first when I saw the message come across that they signed him. Because I saw it on Facebook. And I oh it was, yeah, I thought it was like from one of those, love. Yeah, I thought it was from one of those NFL meme pages. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, this is real. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Aaron Rodgers can get him the ball, make him relevant again. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the state of the franchises segment here on the show, uh, we got a couple fifth year options that we want to go over. So the Bengals decided to pick up Joe Burrow's fifth-year option, which I totally agree with. I don't see why they wouldn't have. Um, you agree with that one, I'm assuming. The uh, Joe. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously well, would we project probably the second most talented behind. Oh yeah, he's the I, and I would say I mean obviously no one's better than it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. It's but, close with the top with like the top three after Mahomes because Mahomes, yeah. I think Mahomes has a huge gap between anybody. 
But yeah, I think Joe Burrow, for me personally, Joe Burrow would be my number two quarterback in the league right now. Are we Mahomes fanboys, or is this a normal thing on most podcasts? It sounds like it. It does sound like it, but we're really not. This is a Patrick Mahomes podcast. (laughs) We might have to change the name. The the all-Patrick Mahomes podcast. (laughs) Late hit with uh, Patrick Mahomes fanboys, (laughs) Tyler and Matt. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's good. You know, you know, you can't take it away from him. But yeah, Joe Burrow is definitely my number two behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I I agree with them picking up his fifth year option. But I think they're going to give him a huge. So Joe Burrow is it's either him or Justin Herbert's going to be the next one to get paid. Do you think yeah. it's going? What do you think it's going to be? Who's going to be the first one to see sixty million? Do you think we see that next year at all or no? Uh, no, I don't think next year. Within the next two, three years, definitely. Yeah. Um, I wish it would just start going back down. Because it's just like killing these rosters. Um, I don't know. I like to see more talent on rosters than I see like to see less talent. Like overall within the league. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like right now, like Eagles are stacked. Dallas is pretty good. Um, let's see. Who else in the NFC? Mm. I mean, yeah, NFC is terrible. Yeah, there's not really. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's not really any team. I mean, other the Eagles. I mean, they're but they're going to have some contract. They're going to have some cap space issues within the next couple of years. So I don't really want to use them as an example because they're an example of, of what not to do. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, like you said, Dallas. Dallas is stacked. They've got a lot of talent and not really anybody that's giving them big cap hits. So right. I think, you know, to model after them would be pretty good, but they're going to have to give up contracts to some players within the next few years too. So uh, thankfully yeah, they're going to be in a pickle next year with uh CD lamb and Micah coming up and yeah. all those kind of guys, because they're all going to end digs. They're going to be all yeah. top guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, thankfully not that I wanted to see Zeke go, but they, they, they got rid of that cap hit. So he's not going to. He's really, coming back, baby. He didn't go to rumors. He is not coming back. He is. He's not coming back. Before have, training camp, he's coming back for like like veteran on, on the practice squad. He might be on the practice <laughs> yeah. squad, but the, baby, he's coming back. I promise. I, I'm actually surprised no no one signed him yet. I think he's like. I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I'm not going to get six, seven, eight million to play again, I might as well just, you know go for two, three million back to Dallas. You know what I mean? Back yeah. to my home where my house is and yeah. my friends are. Cause that's all he's doing this off season is working out with Dak and all his buddies. You know what I mean? But yeah, I wouldn't but leave if, that when he's loaded if, already. If you wanted to do that, why wouldn't you have just approached Dallas about restructuring your contract? You know what I mean? I, I think they wanted him to, I think it was like a mutual agreement where it's like, okay, why don't you hit the market? And if somebody gives you, you know, top dollar, that's really good. But if not, you know, well, there's always a home for you here. That's what yeah. I think was one of those kind of mutual agreement things. It wasn't like a bad blood thing. It's like Zeke knows what he got himself into. This is why Zeke held out because he knew this was going to be what it came down to, um, you know, four years ago when he held out. Yeah. And I, I mean, now that the draft is over, um, you know, I think we're going to see him within the next right. few weeks, probably find a team and, you know, talking about the whole Detroit running back situation earlier, like I wouldn't be surprised if 
he went to Detroit, you know, and was there with that the first round pick they just took last weekend. You know, he would probably be a good mentor and a okay good power that. back for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to be more of a power fullback style, yeah. um, less just really limited snaps. Something Dallas didn't know how to do, and uh, I think he if feel long as he can stay healthy. He just had some really shitty situations like. He, he looked really good at the beginning of last year for the first three, four games. And then, of course, he, like, fell awkwardly on that uh, pylon yeah. and, and bent his knee. And then he hyperextended it. And then, like, a game later, and it's, like, unfortunate events just been piling up. And it just makes him look much older than what he is, <laughs> even though he is, you know, old, like, older, you know, health-wise. But, uh or usage wise, if like snap wise, like if you were comparing snaps from other to other running backs in this time period, he'd have more. Yeah. Um, hands down, just because he was the bell cow. And that just that can double your age, you know, compared to other running backs. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Lions would be a good pl- position for him. Um, and let him be a veteran for the locker room for these guys in the in the you know, the running back room. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving on to the next one, the Vikings picked up wide receiver Justin Jefferson's fifth-year option, which I totally agree with. I mean, I think he's probably the best wide receiver right now uh, in the league other than maybe Tyreek Hill you can make an argument for, but Justin Jefferson, I definitely agree with that fifth-year option pickup. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't um, would he lead the league in reception, reception yards? Receiving yards, yeah. It's like yeah, 1,800 so, or something yeah. insane. <laughs> With Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Not that Kirk Cousins doesn't nah. bomb the ball to you. Yeah. Uh, um, they utilized him, right? It's just, yeah, it's not like it's. Could you imagine if he was on a team with like Joe Burrow or. Joe, uh, if he went to the Chiefs, could you imagine? Mahomes. I don't want to say Mahomes first because everybody thinks we're <laughs> a fucking fanboy, probably. But... Oh, God. I just, if, if, if Justin Jefferson. With Kelsey and Mahomes, like that would be your Super Bowl champion, like every year. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I would. You would just pick right now and just dump all your your whole yeah. bank account into yeah. your life savings yeah. into the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. If you went to the Chiefs tomorrow, would you dump your life savings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The They're definitely going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> There's no no doubt about it. They wouldn't even need to put anybody on defense because they no. would just score every yeah. drive. It'd be like 60, like even if the other team put up like 45, 50, 50 points every game, yeah, you'd still yeah. be winning because they'd be putting up like at least 60. <laughs> at least 60 minimum. At least, yeah. No less than 60. What's the highest scored individual? Uh, For a game? Yeah. I remember like years ago, the Saints, I remember them putting up 62 points on against the Colts. It was like 62 to like 10 or something that game. But I remember it. That's the highest. Washington I've... Redskins. How many was uh, it? Versus the Giants. I don't see the year, though. Uh, 72 to 41. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know. That, that must have been a while ago. Yeah. yeah. If it's the Washington Redskins, I'd imagine it's a <laughs> yeah. few so they, owners they struggle ago. to put up 20 points a game now. <laughs> yeah. A few, 1966. Okay. Yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. That's a bunch of owners ago. Yeah. Uh, 16 touchdowns, dude. 10 by the Redskins and 6 by the Giants. Wow. That's insane. 
That is very insane. And then, <laughs> plus a field goal by Washington's kicker, Charlie Gogolock, with only seven seconds left. Like they needed that. That's that's just <laughs> yeah. fucking dick move. That's that's like <laughs> it's like they're playing Madden. Yeah, you know, at 60, 69 points, and they just had to kick that fucking <laughs> field goal. Yeah, we need those extra three. <laughs> 69 to 41, and they were yeah. still trying to rush to get that. Yeah, fucking do it. They had to get. They had to let their kicker. Yeah, they were paying him that week already, so they had to let him <laughs> let him do something in that game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They probably were on a weekly salary back then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the last fifth year option uh, for the Commanders, they have actually decided to decline defensive end Chase Young's fifth year option. I mean, I don't. I I can see why they they've done it is because of the injuries. I'm sure. Um but I probably would have signed his fifth-year option just because of the talent that he is. Uh, it's hard because I don't know what his fifth-year contract is. He was a first-round pick. He was, like, top five, wasn't he? I think he was, like, number two or number three when they drafted him. Yeah, so you know his money. Uh, he was second overall yeah. in 2020. So that money is huge. Probably that fifth-year option is huge. Um, it's probably, you know, I don't know, probably 13, 14, 15 grand maybe. I, I have no idea. Um, I don't have his contract information up right now. but um, So don't hold that against me. But his first year, rookie year, he played 15 games. That was probably a 16-game season, season that year. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's been nine, year, nine games in 2021. And then last year, he played – three games and i think he i think he went out one half of one yeah so uh sacks he went from seven and a half to one and a half to zero uh tackles he went from 32 to 15 to three um qb hits 12 from four to four to 11 or to one He's declined as well. Uh other than i mean his numbers went down but uh he only played three games last year no, yeah, but look at the year before that twenty one. He did. He played nine games and he only had four uh, QB hits. You know, yeah, he was super good his rookie year, and I think that's what threw people off. Um, I just think maybe he has that injury bug in the back of his head, and it's just like when he is on the field, he's worried about it, and he's not playing to his, you know, his, his, you know, his full speed and his full potential because he's, yeah. it's in the back of your head. Some people can't handle that, you know. It, I think you need a good full season without a major injury after something like he went through um, to realize, okay, I'm good now. You know, I need to. So just because they declined his fifth year option doesn't mean that they're not going to resign him possibly. They're just not. I mean, this is the year that they had to decide whether or not they wanted to pick it up. So, I mean, there's definitely a real possibility that they could resign him to a contract after this season. Um, but I, you know, I think because of the injury thing and the way he has declined in the last couple of years, I think that's probably the main reason why they d- decided to decline it. Yeah. I think you have to, you have you're to only eligible yeah. before year four. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd be out of contract uh, at right. the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they declined it this year. They could, like you said, during the season or end of the season, before he, before free agency opens up, uh, they could agree on longer terms or a, 
or franchise tag him or, you know, do what they got to do. But I think it was smart on their part. Um, I get why people say no because of the talent that you've seen his rookie year. And when he was at uh, uh, Ohio Ohio State, yeah, Yeah. Ohio State, um, I think – I think uh, I think you're right there. I, I, I just I think it was a good a smart move for once by Washington. Um, yeah, maybe the change of ownership uh, <laughs> may help them make some smart decisions now. That's not even in effect yet, though, is it? No, but yeah, it's coming. He, Dan Snyder's not doing anything, right? Though no, no, no. He's, he's completely a, out of it. Well, not completely out of it. They have to, so it has to be voted by the owners at the league meetings this month. Yeah, I know that. I just mean like he's not making any decisions or anything really. He's just, I, I don't know. I mean, he still owns yeah, the team, so know. he could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. If I was still on the team, I was... <laughs> yeah. as long as I could, yeah. As I'd be making decisions. Yeah. I would have fucked the draft though, dude. <laughs> but then I guess you could have lost your potential buyer. Yeah. Yeah. And he got like $6 billion, which I don't know why, because the stadium alone is going to cost $3 billion just to make a new one because that thing's garbage. Yeah. The, the, the people that are buying the Redskins definitely got a lemon. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, I think, the commanders. I think it's, I don't know. It's probably the one of the worst organizations <laughs> currently. Yeah. And it went for $6 billion. So if that doesn't up the other organizations' um, potential, you know, sale amount if they were to sell tomorrow, yeah, I don't know what the hell would. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, like we said, the Reds or Commanders could definitely still sign Chase Young. They just decided not to pick up his fifth year option. Right. All right. So let's get into our state of the franchise segment. We haven't done this in a few weeks because of the draft and whatnot. Uh, but we are going to dive right back into it with our next team up, which is the New England Patriots. They finished 8-9 and nine in the AFC East, which was third place in their division. Um, as far as offensive statistics go, they were scoring 21.4 points a game, which was 16th in the league. They averaged 314.6 yards per game, which was 26th in the league. Um, their third down percentage, they were 34.88%, which is 27th. Fourth down percentage, they were 38.46%, which was 28th in the league. And they were dead last in red zone scoring percentage with 42.22% in the league. Uh, Rushing yards per game, they were 24th in the league with 106.6. And then passing yards per game, they were uh, 20th in the league with 208 yards per game. Uh, And Matt, how did they do on defense last year? New England uh, opponent yards per game, uh, as far as their defense goes, they allowed 322 yards per game, which is ninth. Not terrible. Um, 105 rushing yards per game allowed, which is seventh in the league. And 216 uh, yards per game, or passing yards per game allowed, and that's 15th right in the middle um, for the Patriots. And then as far as completion percentage, uh, 61%. And red uh, red zone scoring is 58%. Yeah, so they declined a little bit from where they were in 2021. They made the playoffs that year, and they didn't make the playoffs this past year. Um, But coming back for 2023, we're going to see linebacker Matthew Judon come back. Um, Center David Andrews is coming back. 
Also on defense, you're going to have safety Jalen Mills coming back. And then on offense, tight end Hunter Henry is going to be back. So um, one of the things that we've seen from Bill Belichick is he's always pretty decent with his defenses. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Matthew – Definitely a defensive line coach. Yeah, and I think Judon is definitely one of the better linebackers in this league. So he's right. going to be a key piece for coming back for them next year. Um, with this division, though, you know, you have the Bills – um, who won that division last year. Um, you have the the Jets, who are probably going to be a decent team this year with Aaron Rodgers and all the players that they've signed. Um, and then you have the Miami Dolphins, you know, who's going to most more than likely have a healthy Tua coming back, you know, and with, you know, the, the talent that they have. Uh, this is a tough division for the New England Patriots to be in. Um, but with those other three teams and with the rosters that they have, I don't see the Patriots doing any better than they did last year at third place. I possibly see them finishing last in the division this year coming up. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, it really depends on how Mac Jones handles this season going forward. Um, hopefully they got they got a better running game going now. Help them out. Um, they are a little bit more pass play oriented of a team than what I would prefer uh, prefer for uh, Mac Jones. I think it needs to be a little bit more 50, 50. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, he's not terrible um, in the short game, but I think you just need to, now that they have, you know, a little bit better of a running core. Um, I think, especially in the red zone, they need to stick to the ground game and just pick up more yards per play on that and just trust your trust your run game a little bit more than you trust Mac Jones. And I think that would be their better key to success because like you said, their defense is always, you know, top ten usually. Yeah. Um, um on average, Belichick's definitely a good defensive mind. So yeah, that would be my guess. Uh I could see possibly going maybe bottom of the bottom of the AFC but or, you know, third, but like you said, there's just too hard of a uh, division right now. Yeah, I agree. Okay, moving on to our last team this evening. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Now, they finished the 2022 campaign at 8-9 and nine also, which was third place in the NFC North. Um, Offensive-wise, statistically, they scored 21.8 points per game, which was 14th in the league. They had 337.9 yards per game, which was 17th in the league. Third down percentage, they were 39.5%, which was 17th in the league. Fourth down percentage, they were 27th in the league at 38.7%. And then their red zone scoring percentage was 23rd in the league at 51.85%. And they had rushing yards per game, which was 124.3, and that was 15th in the league. And then their passing yards per game was 213.6, which was 17th in the league. And how did they do on defense last year? Uh, overall team opponent yards per game, they were dead center, 16, 336 yards. Um, their opponent's rushing yards per game, they were towards the bottom more at 26, at 139 yards. And let's see on the opponent passing yards per game. They're actually better in their secondary than they were in the front um, at stopping the run. So they were six in the league, 197 yards allowed. Um, and then going down to 
Uh, key stats, let's see, compl- uh, opponent completion percentage, they're at 65%. So, I mean, that's not the best, but... yeah. Uh, and then opponent red zone percentage, uh, scoring percentage, they're at 53%. So, I mean, they, these... for a team that has as many first rounders and stuff on defense, you'd like to see a little bit better. Than yeah. That. You know, and then defensively, they're going to have, you know, Rashawn Gary linebacker coming back next year. And then they're probably their biggest one would be defensive back Jari Alexander. Um, but on offense, you know, they lost Aaron Rodgers in that trade to the Jets, mm-hmm. but they are going to have Aaron Jones coming back. Um, A.J. Dillon's going to be coming back. They're going to have wide receiver Christian Watson coming back. And then a big piece for them, but he has been injured these last few years, is uh, left tackle David Bakhtiari. So, right. I mean, we are seeing them, I would say, in my opinion, declining at the quarterback position, obviously going from an uh, 18-year oh, vet like Aaron Rodgers to, uh, you know, Jordan Love, who's only started one game in his NFL career. Um, you know, and you're going to have, like we discussed many, many times, we're big Lions fans on this podcast. Um, and I think we are in agreement that they're probably going to win that division next year. Uh, and I can see the Vikings coming in second. But I don't see, even with Jordan Love, I don't see the Packers doing worse than the Bears this upcoming year. So I think that they're going to probably finish around third maybe fourth mm-hmm. in the NFC North. Yeah, I could agree with that. And um, as far as like offense wise, um, I think they're in the same situation that they'll, that Patriots that we just talked about will be in kind of with yeah. Mac Jones. They need to, they're at 56 last season. They had Rogers, obviously they had almost a 57% pass play, uh, pass play percentage, pass play percentage and uh 43% rush play percentage. Um, I think you see that balance out more towards maybe a little bit more lopsided towards the rush side uh, with Aaron Jones coming back and you having a uh, first-year starter on your hands. Um, you're definitely not going to run at almost 60% pass play percentage and putting all that weight on his shoulders. So if they do that and they stick to Aaron Jones, he's a very good running back. Um, he knows his way around the field pretty well. Um, they still have uh, – what's his name with the big-ass tree trunks? Dylan, AJ Dylan, AJ Dylan. They still have him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a good one-two punch for a young kids like that to have standing behind him. Um, I think you can lean on the, those guys a little bit more and not have to worry so much about the quarterback situation. Um, their run offense um, with Bakhtiari coming back and all these other guys uh, getting healthier. I think you're going to see them getting back to the groove of things. Um, Aaron Jones was had a bunch of games out last year with an injury. I forget what it was. Yeah, a low, lower body injury, right? Yeah. Um. So I think they get back to that side of the ball. They'll be all right and uh, not necessarily be as in bad a shape as some people think. Um. I think there is a method to their madness with signing this kid. As much as I make fun of fun of the situation, I think they just wanted to get an early start on it. Um. I know they've seen a lot of him. It's not a real game, but a lot of him off the field um, behind Aaron Rodgers, taking first team snaps next to Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure. And, you know, I'm sure they have a good feel of things. And if there's anything you can trust the Packers organization with, it's um, like picking quarterback to invest in. And 
if they're fully invested in this quarterback, I don't really have a doubt in my mind he'll be something special. I mean, this is the first time in 30 years you've seen another quarterback start that that's not named Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a that's pretty significant and you gotta give him a little bit of a benefit of a doubt, even though it's not the same coaching staffs or anything like that. Mike McCarthy wasn't the same coaching staff as the previous coaching that was for Brett Favre. Um so I mean it I think it just has a lot to do with the organization rather than the staff. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think that Jordan Love is going to be the worst quarterback in the league. I just I have my reservations about him. Um, I mean, from what I've seen, you know, him in college, to me, he really wasn't a first-round pick. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, like I said, I don't see them doing any better than third or any worse than third in their division this year. They can't all be first-round picks, buddy. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> look at uh, look at the number four in Dallas. He's, he wasn't a first-round pick, and he's it shows on the greatest of all time. <laughs> 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 look at Mister uh, Mister Twelve that just retired. Yeah, is he a sixth-round right. pick? Sixth round, yeah. Tom Brady. I, I mean, that that's greatest of be, all time. Yeah, that's going to be the shining example for years to come. Just look at Tom Brady. You know, Mahomes wasn't an uh, early first round. Yeah, he was still first round though. He's like late. I think he was in the twenties, wasn't he? No, he was like I think he was ten. Was he know. early? He was. No, it was fifteen. No, fifteen. I think. So much we can't change our name now. Yeah, we don't uh, even know what fucking. Yeah, but we're we're screwed. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Sorry, Patty. <laughs> uh, by the way, we will be having Patrick Mahomes on next week's episode. Oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if, if he if he agreed to come on the podcast, I would definitely change the name. <laughs> yeah, we'll change. I don't think he'd really care though. Nah. To be honest, he yeah. yeah, you're right. He's first round, tenth overall. I honestly thought he went later than that. I don't know why I thought, but I guess Chiefs weren't that good under Alex Smith, so they probably weren't. Well, I think they traded up to get him. Okay. Uh, yeah. That yeah, was, that that was the same year that the Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. But they're fucking kicking themselves in the ass now. Well, I Could mean, Mitch had... Trubisky was a risk. He's had like, we have like 10 games in college he played or something yeah, stupid. He didn't... But I'm just saying they could have had Patrick Mahomes and they decided to go with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could say that about all these, these, uh, yeah. these, uh, these drafts. Somebody's always like misses somebody and people are like, oh, you could yeah. have had him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. It's just, that's just that's how it's going to happen it's, every year. Yeah. It's the risk you take. You know, you don't know who to pick. You don't know who's going to be the best, who's going to be the worst. It, you just take who you think is the best. It's available. only funny when you go first overall and it's complete dud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. That's when it's kind of funny. It's like all those years Browns did that. <laughs> Every year they do it. Imagine, imagine you know, what what was the Browns pick this year? I don't remember. They were top ten, but yeah. Other than Miles Garrett, like they haven't had a first round pick worth mentioning in years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who they're just off. They should just like do an outside hire for their drafts because they're definitely not making the right decisions. <laughs> well, no, I don't know if that leans on the right decision or not, because a lot of them were most people's choices and graded that high uh, by multiple scouts or a lot of scouts. I mean, I think it's more so the organization that these guys are brought up in and, you yeah, know, uh, I agree. Uh, 
You know what I mean? It's it's all about where you go in this league. Like we talked about with like Josh Rosen and guys that just didn't make it far. It's like they really didn't have the same opportunity as like going somewhere like this isn't like like a Justin Herbert or a yeah. Patrick Mahomes or just anybody. Um, like uh, even like Jalen Hurts and stuff. Like go to go to the Eagles with that team. You know what I mean? You're yeah. kind of bound to have some success. Go to the Cardinals with nobody as a Josh Rosen, yeah. And you know what I mean. What success are you trying to get out of this kid? You know what I mean. Yeah, it's exactly. Just... Yeah, it's it's all about the team that's around you. I mean, no one can do it by themselves unless you're Patrick Mahomes. And how much willing? Yeah, and how much they're willing to put into you? You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like you can have a good team, but if they really don't want to invest in you, like Zach Wilson, um, I know you don't like. You're not a Zach Wilson fan, but. The second he had an injury or uh, an issue, it seemed like they were just dying to replace him. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was attitude. I don't know if it's on him or something. But I I personally think the downfall of that team, the Jets, will be that coach. I just think he's not – he doesn't have a, a, a brilliant – like what – great coach do you know that's going to keep bouncing around quarterbacks like that right. um, off their first round pick instead of investing in it and uh, doing something about it or completely getting them off the field and teaching them a lesson and just right. saying we're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, you ever hear of Belichick or somebody just bouncing quarterbacks around or nothing like that? No, nope. you don't. I, it's, I just, I think that co- that head coach has a lot of mature uh, maturity um, that's needed. I think he's a hothead. He looks like a hothead on the podium. He looks like he's just ready to scream at somebody at all times. And yeah. I think that's going to be the downfall to the Jets if there is one. Yeah, yeah. But now you have Aaron Rodgers too. So yeah. if anybody can uh, teach you a lesson, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah this, <laughs> this is a make or break. This is a make or break year for them. I mean, either the Jets are going to look like geniuses for bringing in Rodgers or they're going to look like fools for bringing no, him no, in. No, no. If Aaron Rodgers agrees to, he's just in a one year, right? No, he's there. We're there for the next two years. This year and next year, two years. It is two years. Yeah. So if Aaron Rodgers, obviously he's already agreed for next year. You just said, um, if it's a shitty year, that coach, the head coach, is one hundred percent gone. Yeah, I think that's what I think. You fucked up with your your first round pick, and now you had Aaron Rodgers, who's been like an MVP, like five times or three times or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, and one of the greatest quarterbacks, some people consider the greatest, and you couldn't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That coach is gone. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think, too, after this season, if they don't do so well, if Aaron Rodgers kind of goes up to the Jets front office and says, hey, I want this coach gone, they're going to be like, okay, Aaron, 100%. Whatever, you, whatever you want, buddy. That's definitely going to be going to yeah. be the the case. You want, you want us to it. trade for Jordan Love as your backup next year? You got it, buddy. <laughs> I think they actually do have a good relationship. Yeah, him and Jordan yeah, Love. It was forced on, but uh, I think it was a good relationship. It ended up being fine. Yeah. But uh, watch Mike McCarthy go back. Sign, <laughs> go there next year when him, he yeah. does. When he when he gets booted from the Dallas next year, which it won't happen. This is all just joke. But the uh, cow, yeah, the Cowboys fire him, and then he goes and signs with the Jets. Yeah, he, I can honestly say though he's been the best coach for Dallas uh, since fucking Big Tuna, you know. Yeah, I, 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 and I didn't completely agree with it at first, but uh, yeah, I think it's been a good one. And Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm so shocked that they. I think it was just like, uh, okay, we've been with each other for how long? 
Maybe it's just time just to yeah go just different ways. Start seeing other people. Start seeing other people. Yeah, <laughs> just one of those things. But I would not. They, apparently, they still have a personal relationship. So if Dallas did happen to let him go, I could see him going there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people you like you have a really tense relationship while you're on right. the same team together, and then after you guys aren't together anymore, it's oh yeah, we're still friends. I feel like yeah. everybody has to say that. <laughs> it was real weird. Uh, before, when Dallas went to uh, to um, Packer Stadium to play them, him and McCarthy met early and went out to like lunch or something. Oh, well, I mean, maybe they are still friends, I guess. That's fucking weird, dude. You're not on the – that was like McCarthy should have been getting the team prepared and stuff. I mean – And Aaron Rodgers is just a player, and you're me- – uh, that's just a weird situation. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they are still friends. I mean, how many years did they spend together in Green Bay? They were there together for like – at least yeah. 12, 13 years together. Like if you've, if you've known someone for that long, I mean, I could see getting together for lunch. If you guys are going to be in the same town together. Yeah. But after all the shit he's talked on McCarthy and McCarthy just kind of ate like the whole massage thing and, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Like he was just getting a massage while yeah. the team was like preparing and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I guess so water under the bridge now. I, I wouldn't be friends with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's a funny be. guy, though. I, uh, I think he's, I think he's pretty funny, though. Yeah. I bet you he's hilarious I, when he's I on definitely, that. I definitely do shrooms with him or something. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that when he's all drugged up, I bet yeah. you he is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, because he's so like we talked about before. He's just so like calculated in everything he does yeah. and says. I think he'd just be hilarious to see let loose for once. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a he's like that uptight guy that you just like take out and get drunk just to see what he's like. Yeah, and he's a complete different person. That's yeah. how I think he is. I think he's probably a really cool person when he's not in front of the cameras. <laughs> yeah, when he's not on the field or playing football or anything, he's probably really cool. Yeah, when he's not doing anything that he's relevant about, he's probably pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. All right. That's going to do it for another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter, our Late Hit at Late Hit PFR. Matt is at Matt PFR and I am at T underscore Luddy on Twitter. So don't forget to listen, follow, like, like, subscribe, comment. We want to hear your feedback and we appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone.